Tiki Hut Media. From Tiki Hut Media, this is Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Hey there, Jerry here. So glad you could join us for Soul Ramblings podcast for this week. We're coming to you from Manatee Life Church, 315 15th Street East in Bradenton, Florida. You can find out more about us online at manateelife.church or just go to our Facebook page and get social with us over there. And the links to those are in the show notes of this episode. Today is we'll head over to the sanctuary for part two of the Greater Reward series. And this week it's why can't I change? We'll talk about change. And we are in the midst of a new series called Greater Reward. I've been talking about identity and how we see ourselves. One of the challenges in understanding our identity is this confusion in our world between what you do and who you are. I mean, a, a friend once invited me to answer a simple question Who are you? And I said, I'm a husband, I'm a father, a preacher, a son, a friend. And I went on and on. When I was through, he made an observation. Everything I listed was a role I play, something I do. But none of it really got to the core of who I was. He asked me the question again, but in a different way. This time, I was to think back to a time in my life before I was most of those things. Who was I before I started accumulating all of these roles and responsibilities? Now, this exercise is harder than you think. It's not easy to move beyond what we do and get at who we are on a fundamental level. Over time, as responsibilities, work, family, and obligations mount up, we can lose a sense of who we are. It takes time and intentionality to stay connected to who we are. Sometimes we need to be reminded of our identity, and to do this, very often we must go to the source. To remember who we are, we've got to remember the one who created us. When we reconnect with God, we are reconnecting with ourselves. Paul, a follower of Jesus, once put it this way in Colossians, your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. So as we come to know Christ, as we connect with God, we discover who we really are. And so I have a challenge for you. It's been easy to become disconnected from Christ, faith, and the church, quite honestly, for the past couple of years. We don't always recognize it, but when we're disconnected from God, we can get disconnected from our authentic self. So my challenge is this, reconnect. Begin by reconnecting with God, even if you aren't feeling it. Now, church is a great place to do those things that help us connect with God. Maybe it's time to start serving again or connecting with other people. Maybe it's time to start praying or reading scripture. Maybe it's just coming to worship and reestablishing that weekly habit. Maybe it's listening each and every week to Soul Ramblings podcast for an encouraging word. And I would challenge you to do that as well. Click subscribe wherever you're listening today and you never miss a new episode of Soul Ramblings Podcast. You can get social with us on the podcast by either going to our Facebook or Instagram pages. Links are in the show notes. I challenge you to take one step to grow closer to God. As you do, you may just find that you're also connecting more deeply with who you really are. 
So with that, let's head over to the sanctuary for week two of the Greater Reward series. Why can't I change? 1 Corinthians chapter 9, starting with verse 24. Hear the word of the Lord. Don't you know that all the runners in the stadium run, but only one gets the prize, so run to win. Everyone who competes practices self-discipline in everything. The runners do this to get a crown of leaves that shrivel up and die, but we do it to receive a crown that never dies. So now this is how I run, not without a clear goal in sight. I fight like a boxer in the ring, not like someone who is shadow boxing. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good and gracious God, as we gather here this morning to worship you, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of these, our hearts, be pleasing and acceptable to you. O Lord, our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. A couple of years ago, I had a friend of mine that emailed, it's been more than a couple of years now, emailed me a video clip of the television show Ellen, which this past year came to an end, I understand. But uh, Ellen, I always liked watching Ellen's clips. And Ellen had this dear elderly woman on the telephone. Her name was Gladys from Texas. And what prompted Ellen to call Gladys was that Gladys had sent Ellen a letter criticizing her set design, the way the plants were arranged. She said they were distracting and she needed to move them. So that piqued Ellen's interest and she called. She found out Gladys's number and called Gladys while she was taping her show. And they had some pretty funny banter back and forth. And in the midst of that conversation, Ellen says, Gladys, have you ever been on television before? And Gladys said, no. And then Gladys says something peculiar. She said, but I love Jesus, but I drank a little. And I got to thinking about that, and I thought, you know, there are times, I think the reason we find that funny is because we all have our, I love Jesus, but I love Jesus, but I gossip a little. I love Jesus, but, oh, this mouth, though, this big mouth gets me in trouble sometimes. We all have those type of things, those weaknesses in our lives that so oftentimes we, we allow those weaknesses to keep us from experiencing God's transforming love and power. And these are things that we know we need to change. We realize that. But for some reason, it just seems we can't change. We're in a sermon series called Greater Reward, and this is the second week. And the title of this week's message is, Why Can't I Change? And our declaration of faith is borrowed from last week, week one. 
where we talked about help, I'm out of control. With God's help, we'll choose what we want most over what we want right now. And that's what we said discipline was last week. And we continue that this week. And why can't I change? Uh, the power of God's Word and what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, that we just read. Apostle Paul asked a question. He said this. He said, don't you realize, don't you know that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So then Paul goes on to say, if you're going to run, run to win. All athletes are, are disciplined in their training. They do it for a prize that will fade away, Paul says. It's not going to last. But we, as followers of Christ, we do it for an eternal prize. One that glorifies God, one that lasts forever. So Paul said, when I run, I run with purpose in every step. It's not just shadow boxing, he said. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. And I love this. If you'll notice, Paul didn't say, run to finish the race. He didn't say, run just so you can place. What did he say? He said, I run to win. I run to win. So the question then for us is, why aren't we winning? That's the big question. I mean, why aren't we making progress? Why aren't we achieving the goals that we want to achieve? Why aren't we changing the things that we want to change in our lives? And I believe Paul is telling us the answer to that question. We've been trying for too long. We've been trying for way too long. Think about it. Most important areas of life we Christians seem to, so many Christians have seem to have adopted this theology of trying. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm trying to serve God. I'm trying to be a good Christian. I'm trying to go to church every Sunday. I'm trying to read my Bible every day. I'm trying to stop smoking. I'm trying like Gladys. I'm trying to co- uh, quit drinking a little. I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be more loving. I'm trying not to worry so much. I'm trying to exercise. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Oh, I'm giving it all I got. I'm doing the best I can. I'm trying the best I can. But I'm not changing because I've been trying for too long. That's why I believe Paul is telling us we need to change our strategy. We need to stop trying and we need to start training. It's time to stop trying and start training. Because trying never really achieves consistent results. Training does. Trying never changes anything for very long. Training is an entirely different mindset and perspective. Think about here in another four or five months, we'll be into, it's hard to believe, going to be into a new year. And a lot of folks are going to make New Year's resolutions. Usually by January 7th, they've already slipped and they've tried and they've tried and they've tried, and that New Year's resolution has fallen away. 
because we've been trying for too long. Paul says it this way. He says that everyone who competes practices self-discipline in everything. We're back to that discipline from last week. In other words, they go into strict training. Paul in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 Paul is talking to Timothy about becoming godly. Notice what Paul did not say. He didn't say, Timothy, I want you to try to be godly. When you get up in the morning, wake up and try your very best. No, he didn't say that. He said, train yourself for a holy life. Train yourself for a holy life. Full on, all in, every nerve in my body toward the goal, empowered by the Spirit of God. I'm in training. So what do we do? How do we train? What does it look like if we're in training to let God change us into who he wants us to become? What is training? We'll keep it really, really simple. Another simple definition. Training is doing what I can do today to enable me to do even more tomorrow. Training is doing what I can do today to enable me to do even more tomorrow. That's training. It's that clear. It's that simple. And it's powerful. You see, we're not trying. We're in training. What we're going to do is we're going to do today that will, that will enable us to be able to do even more tomorrow. We're training. God's giving us his power one step at a time. I'm doing what I can do. Tomorrow, I'll do more. And that's why I love what the Apostle Paul says in verse 26. He says, so this, so now this is how I run, not without a clear goal in sight. In other words, for Paul, this is not accidental. This is not unintentional. This is not willy-nilly. There's a plan to this. i got a strategy, and I'm in training. It's not some sort of hopeful experiment. It's a devoted commitment driven by that deeper why. In other words, I'm not, I'm not trying to have a better marriage. I've got a good marriage in training. I'm not trying to be a godly parent. I'm a godly dad in training. We're not trying to grow this church. We are a growing church in training. See the difference? That's what Paul's talking about here. We wear ourselves out with trying and trying and trying. We need to be in training. Apply it to your world. You see, with God's help, I'm choosing what I want most over what I want right now because of who I am. I'm not trying to become something different. I'm in training to become more of what God already said that I am. So why is it so hard to change? We've been trying too hard, folks. We've been trying in our own power. But here's the good news. There is a power greater than anything this earth offers that comes straight from 
heaven. And when you're weak, that power makes you strong. So often, there's this what I call hanging however in our faith. Hanging however. It's kind of like what Gladys said on the Ellen Show. I love Jesus, but... I love Jesus, however... Something that might be getting in the way of our walk with Jesus. When Beth and I lived in Tennessee, we went to Martin First United Methodist Church in the large metropolitan town of Martin, Tennessee. Martin, Tennessee is probably about as big as this campus. (laughs) It's, It's a small town, small agricultural town. Martin First United Methodist Church, and we had a couple that were dear friends of ours, and we had, we were in Sunday school together, went to church with them. Lori was an occupational therapist, I believe she still is, occupational therapist, and she and I were talking one Sunday morning, and she said something interesting to me about her work as an occupational therapist. She said she works... I knew what physical therapy was, but I wanted to know, what is an occupational therapist? She said what she does is she works a lot with amputees, folks who have lost a a limb, a, a leg or an arm due to one reason or another. And she provides therapy for them. And part of that therapy is that She said that they had noticed, and you've probably heard people talk about this before, someone would lose a leg, and after they lost that leg, they still felt the urge to itch that that missing leg. Or there was some sort of pain coming from where that leg used to be. They called it, Lori said, they referred to that as phantom pain. And she said part of their training that they go through with patients, is they would do exercises with them, but have them do it in front of a full-walled mirror, kind of like what you see in a gym. Big mirror. They would do those in front of that mirror as a way to train the brain to accept the fact that that leg or that arm, whatever it is, was no longer there. The brain would send pain signals to where the leg used to be, causing that phantom pain. It was retraining the brain. And over time, as the brain accepted the fact that that leg or that arm was no longer there, the phantom pain went away. That phantom itch that was there went away. After accepting Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, our sin and its penalty was erased, removed, amputated. It's no longer there. Yet, church, we don't always live as though we are free from that pain and that bondage before Jesus came into our heart. Some of us have a hard time forgiving ourselves of our past. 
we may still suffer from old guilt and self-condemnation. That phantom, that spiritual phantom pain. And this guilt and thinking that we're not good enough for God's grace can stun our Christian growth, cause us to want to give up and lead us back into old way of life. It's training not only our brain, but our spirit and our heart and our soul. Our whole being, Paul says, our entire being. It's training. My sister-in-law, Darley, is a volunteer. She works, uh, she does volunteer work for fire department in a small community in Tennessee where we're from. And she came and visited with us uh, back the week of Mother's Day this year. And she and I were talking one night, and she was telling me some things that she's experienced uh, in her training being a firefighter. And she said one of the things that she discovered is that the dangerous part of a house fire with people in it at night, as opposed to during the day, is most of the time at night, folks are asleep. By the time they wake up or realize that a fire has started, they've already inhaled the smoke and the toxins from that are floating in the air. They may be awake, but she said she had seen this and had also experienced this in her training there would be folks that would be burned, completely engulfed in flames, but they would be right at the front door. In other words, they were just inches away from turning the knob, but couldn't do it. She said the toxins had gotten into their brain and disoriented them in such a manner, they didn't even know how to open a door. They were that close. And I thought, that's strange. But then I remembered Jesus said something in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Look, I'm standing at the door and knocking. If any hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to be with them and will have dinner with them and they will have dinner with me. So many times we get wrapped up in our trying and our trying and our trying. And the, and the answer is right there knocking at the door. But we're so disoriented. We haven't trained. We don't even know how to open the door. Church. Jesus has taken away all of that. It's time to go into training and quit trying in our own power. Luke chapter 9, Jesus said to someone, follow me. First person replied, well, Lord, for, let, me, let me go bury my father. Jesus said, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and spread the good news of God's kingdom. Someone else said to Jesus, well, I'll follow you, Lord, but first let me say goodbye to those in my house. And Jesus said to him, no one who puts a hand on the plow and looks back is fit for God's kingdom. And at first, first reading of that, I thought, you know, Jesus is being kind of harsh there. 
But Jesus is really making a point. When Jesus calls us, we're to forsake our old lives. That's the point he's trying to make. The grace of Jesus' call breaks all the bonds of the old life, the old self. The call of Jesus is stronger than any barrier that we may be carrying from our old life. As we face the call of Jesus on our lives, we're challenged to come face to face with ourselves, kind of like Lori putting a patient in front of that big mirror. We come face to face with ourselves in the mirror of God's grace-filled love and word. And as we do this, we can be healed from that, that phantom pain, that phantom itch, that guilt and that sin, and be set free to follow Jesus in grace and with confidence. And in doing this, we might just find our hanging however, our I love Jesus but vanishes vanishes away miraculously. Maybe better put, it's swallowed up by God's transforming love and power. For it is in serving Jesus and serving others that we forget about ourselves and become the best that we can be. We're training to be more of what God says we already are. We're in training. We're in training. We're not successful when we achieve the goal in the by and by in some future time. No, we're successful when we honor Jesus today. So when we run, we run to win. We're not trying. We're in training, spiritual training to become who God created us to be. Let's pray. Good and gracious God, I ask by the power of your spirit that first we would change how we see ourselves. Not like our failures of the past, but God, help us to see ourselves as you see us. Call ourselves what you call us, your child. God, help us to see ourselves as victorious, as overcomers, as one who can do all things you call us to do through Christ who gives us strength. Then God, give us the courage to stop trying in our own power, but infused by the power of the Holy Spirit, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. God, help us to train, to be in training, to train to be godly, to train to win, to train to represent you in all that we do to become more of who you created us to be. We believe, God, you will empower us. We're not trying, God. We're in training. Amen. Next week, we finish up this Greater Reward series with Don't Give Up. Don't Give Up Hope. So be sure to join us for that and be sure to invite a friend next week to join you at church. And as we leave this place, Remember, we're not trying, we're in training. Go in peace. Amen. Next week, we finish up our three-part message series called Greater Reward, where we will talk about the value of not giving up. 
If you have any friends that aren't sure they still believe in God or who are struggling with faith in some way, it's a perfect time to invite them to Manatee Life Church. We're located at 315 15th Street East in Bradenton, Florida. You can check us out live stream online, 1030 Sunday mornings, Eastern Time, manatealife.church, or you can go to the church's Facebook page, and the links to both of those are in the show notes of this episode. And I hope that this week will be the week that you come and join us in person or online. I want to thank you for the gift and privilege of your time today. I know there are a lot of podcasts out there that you could spend your time listening to, and you chose to listen to us today. And I do not take that for granted, and I thank you so much. And until next week, here is a last piece of advice for you. If you believe in goodness and if you value the approval of God, fix your minds on whatever is true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and praiseworthy. I'm Jerry Wicker. Until next week, keep the conversation going. Grace and peace. Thanks for listening to Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. Soul Ramblings is a Tiki Hut Media production. Thank you.